What's up, guys? So we're here to go over UFC 287, Piera versus Adesanya 2, which I guess it's actually Piera versus Adesanya like four, if you count the kickboxing matches. Uh, it's going to be a pretty good card. We got Burns and uh, Jorge Masvidal in the co-main event. A couple other good fights on this card. Um, so we lost... We lost a fight. Maybe they found an opponent for him. I don't know. I read something the other day saying that Nicholas Mata was out of this fight, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, hopefully that fight's still on there because um, that was one of my uh, big plays on the card. But uh, So UFC San Antonio just happened. Uh, we're going to have a week off this weekend. I'm coming off of a week off. You know, I'm I'm a week ahead of most of the people that make videos, so uh so my week off was last week cuz I put my videos out earlier. And uh UFC San Antonio is a pretty good card. Um a little disappointed in myself cuz like the last two cards my picks haven't been haven't really been up to par. There's been a lot of stuff I got wrong. Um you know, my bets my bets on UFC San Antonio, I had a a two-man parlay with um, with Alt Moreno and somebody else, um, CJ Vergara. It was a plus 180, and that one hit. And then I had a big play on Mikhail, Manel Kopp, and that fight dropped off in the middle of the card, which pissed me off. And uh, so, and then I had a play on Tucker Lutz. That one didn't hit. And uh, so I was kind of mad at that point. So after they announced that the Manel Cop fight wasn't going to happen. I kind of just got pissed off and put that money on Holly Holm. So, but she was a pretty big favorite, so I didn't win as much money on that. But I was able to come off of the event with a little bit of profit, you know. Whereas I basically, with the plus one eighty parlay and the Tucker Lutz play, which was like, I don't know, two maybe two and a half or three units, those basically canceled each other out. I was down just a little bit after that, and. uh yeah, I was able to save myself with the live betting, and that's what I've been doing the last few times. Last the last two events, I had to save myself with the live betting. So uh, hopefully, this card goes better than that. Uh, yeah, man, let's get into it. So um, starting down here at the bottom with uh, with uh, Chris Barnett taking on Chase Sherman, and uh, so Chris Barnett is. 36 years old. He's 5'9 with a 75 inch reach. He's 28 and 3 and 2 and 2 in the UFC. So, um, you know, let's face it, this guy, he's fun to watch. He's uh, pretty acrobatic for, for, you know, for a fat guy. <laughs> he does crazy like Taekwondo kicks and, you know, stuff you wouldn't think he'd be able to do, you know, from his, his stature. Um, you know, he's very short for the weight class. Uh, he's pretty fast, though, like I said, for a big guy. You know, his cardio isn't very good, but most heavyweights' cardio is not that good. Uh, you know, this is a guy that used to weigh in at, like, over 300 pounds before, you know, in previous, you know, fights with other organizations. I'm a fan of his. He's fun to watch. Um, I do have a hard time picking him to win fights, though. 
I mean, he, he's he's not going to be beating anybody that's much further up the rankings than any of the guys that he's you know been fighting so far. I don't think. Uh, you know, he's kind of he got in the UFC pretty late in his career too. So, but uh, I was kind of shocked his last time out. He was able to get the win over Jake Collier. Uh, you know, he was kind of getting whooped on there, and he kind of turned it around and came back and got the victory. But I definitely feel like this is a winnable fight for him. Uh, he's going to be taking on Chase Sherman. He is 33 years old. He is 6'4 with a 78-inch reach. He's 16 and 11 and 4 and 10 in the UFC. Uh, you know, he's only won one of his last five fights. Um, they keep they keep giving Chase fights. You know, he's had all the chances in the world. You know, and uh, you know they gave him a new contract uh, right after they had cut him because they needed somebody to jump in on short notice against uh, Romanov. Uh, he's got good power, you know, but you know, unfortunately, that's about all he's you know really got going for him. You know, other than being able to take a punch. Um, you know, he he doesn't have you know, really good submission defense or awareness, and he has troubles with the takedown defense. Uh, you know, not that he'll have to worry about that in this fight, I don't think. But, um, you know, I think if, if Chase came in and was really focused and was in the best shape of his career, you know, um, you know, he could possibly win this fight. Um, you know, if he would, you know, kind of step up the volume, really put the, put the pressure on Barnett. Um, I think if Chase wins, it would be like a third-round finish after Barnett gasses out. Um, I'd honestly like to see Chase get the win, you know. Um, but based on what I've seen, I've got to pick Barnett. Um, might might land one of those crazy kicks or something uh, or, or win by decision. I wouldn't put money on this fight, but I am actually really surprised that, you know, Chase Sherman is a, is actually a big favorite in this spot. I wanted to look at the line real quick and tell y'all what it is, because not that I would, not that these that these are guys I would want to put, you know, money on, but uh, trying to find that fight. Yeah, so Chase Sherman is a minus two forty favorite in this spot, and I find that kind of crazy considering you know how things have been going. You know, Chris Barnett's coming off a win, you know, so kind of find that shocking that uh. That he would do that, but let's see. Yeah, eighty percent on Tapology are going with Barnett, so it's kind of shocking to me, man, that that Chase is such a big favorite in this spot. Uh, but I'm gonna be picking Barnett. I'll say he wins by decision because Chase is kind of hard to put away. Maybe he beats up on him the first two rounds and you know has a bad round or whatever. But he could land one of those crazy kicks and get a knockout. So next up, we got Sam Hughes taking on Jacqueline Amorum. And uh, Sam Hughes, Sam Page, is 30 years old. She's 5'5 with a 64.5-inch reach. She is 7-5 and 2-4 and and in the UFC. Uh, so Sam had a rough start to her UFC career. Uh, she lost three in a row. Kind of everybody wrote her off, you know, and was kind of just talking bad about her, especially on all the betting channels and stuff. Everybody was always, you know, ragging on her on there. Um, but, uh, you know, she... She um, came back with two wins against pretty decent opponents, even though, you know, one of them, uh, one of them here, what was her name, Estella Nunez. She's a very good striker, and she was putting it on Sam in the first round. And uh, she kind of had cardio issues and kind of gassed out, and then Sam was able to get the takedowns and use her wrestling. And, uh, you know, Elise Reed's not really a horrible fighter either. So, that you know, two times she was able to use her grappling and, you know, uh, you know, get the wins. So, uh you know, um, you know, she's usually she usually takes a pretty good beating in the first round, you know, and and then comes back and wears on her opponents, you know, to 
to take over. Um, her last fight, she lost to Para Rodriguez. Uh, she got outstruck. Um, you know, she gave up some takedowns, a couple of takedowns in that fight. She got up real quick. Um, you know, it's it's hard to get a read on her sometimes on Sam because, you know, she'll look great, you know, like she did in those two fights, and you think she's really going somewhere and then come out and look horrible the next. You know, it's kind of kind of varies. Kind of, you know, it's like that a lot with women's MMA, you know. But um, I think this is a winnable fight for her. Uh, you know, if she gets the takedowns, uses her pressure, uh, she has fought the better competition. She's a UFC veteran, uh, but she can't go out there and run into punches, you know, like she was doing in her last fight. She needs to needs to work on her head movement a little bit. And her cardio is really good. That's one of her best weapons, and that could serve her well in this spot. She's going to be taking on Jacqueline Amorum. She is 27 years old. She's 5'3 with a 67.5-inch reach. She's 6-0, and and uh, it's going to be her UFC debut. Uh, so she's, she's a good-looking girl. She has good submissions. She has a good number of finishes on her record. Uh, she'll have a two and a half inch reach advantage here. Uh, I think Sam will probably be the bigger girl here as far as, you know, muscle and size. Um, I like her striking. Um, you know, she uses her jab pretty well. She has pretty good takedowns. She's got good top pressure. Um, you know, keep in mind, though, that, you know, she's looked really great. I have nothing to say about, you know, her performances or anything like that. But she hasn't fought, you know, really any good competition yet or anybody with a ton of experience. Uh, but like I said, she has looked really good, you know, she's, as, as a good prospect should. She's won all the fights dominantly. You know, um, I'm really curious just to see how she's going to hold up against tougher competition in the UFC. Um, you know, the the story of the year has been, you know, all the women's underdogs have been winning. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm tempted to just go against the odds and pick Hughes, really. I mean, I, I've been telling myself, dude, just just start picking underdogs on the women's fights, you know, all the time. Just spam bet under women's underdogs. But I just don't have it in me to do it, you know. When I when things are pretty clear and they should go away, sometimes they don't, you know. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, like I said, Hughes has fought the better competition, but I'm going to be picking Jacqueline to get the win uh, by submission. I wouldn't put money on this fight though, because like I said, it every time I I think something's for sure with these women fights, it goes the wrong way. So whatever. But next up, we got Michael Chiesa taking on Jean Liang Lee, the Leech. And uh, Michael Chiesa is 35 years old. He's six one with a 75 and a half inch reach. He is 16 and six and 11 and six in the UFC. Now, he's on a bad run right now. Uh, you know he got choked out by Vicente Luque, and he, then he got beaten over three rounds by Sean Brady. Um, you know his, his takedowns and his jujitsu—that's his strong suit. Uh, he's been around forever. He's fought a lot of tough guys. You know. Um, I mean, he, he's a tall guy. He's got he's got a good reach for the weight class. You know, he'll have a three and a half inch reach advantage here. Um, he has pretty good takedown defense as well, and he's hard to keep down. Uh, you know, it, it takes a a really good grappler to get him down and keep him down. Um, you know, he has he has pretty good submission defense and awareness. His striking isn't the greatest, but he mainly uses it. You know, enough to get his opponents concentrating on that, so he can try to get his takedowns. Um, he is pretty fast with his combinations on the striking. Uh, you know, if he's smart, though, he won't stand with Lee. You know, he's going to need to get the takedowns here. Um, if he gets them, I would say he gets the submission, you know, most likely in this fight. And he's going to be taking on the leech, my buddy, my buddy Lee. Uh, so he is 35 years old, six foot with a 72 inch reach. He is 19 and eight and 11 and six in the UFC. So, uh, so the leech got robbed against Daniel Rodriguez's last time out. 
And I had money on Daniel, and even I thought, you know, that Daniel lost. So, I mean, if that tells you anything, I, I mean, I don't know if everyone agrees, but I think so. And, you know, the Leech is a good striker. He has big power. He's got really good calf kicks. Uh, he throws good volume. He counters really well. Um, he has very fast hands. He goes to the body a lot, uh, which is something I like to see. Um, he has a real wide stance. He has good head movement. You know, his weak points are his takedown defense, which has improved a little since the Chimaya fight. Uh, and his submission defense is also kind of a problem area for him. But but really, that was just against Chimaev. You know, the, the only time he's been subbed in the UFC, you know, and it was Chimaev, and he's never been knocked out. So, you know, Kiesa hasn't knocked been knocked out either. But uh, this is a hard pick for me, honestly, because I'm rooting for the leech. My gut tells me that the leech will get the knockout. But my brain and looking at it on paper, Kiesa should be able to get the takedowns and a submission. So I'm going to go with Kiesa uh, by, you know, round two submission. But I'll be rooting for the leech for sure. So next up we got Gerald Mearshart taking on Joseph Pfeiffer. So Gerald Mearshart is 35 years old. He's 6'1 with a 77 and a half inch reach. He's 35 and 15 and 10 and 7 in the UFC. Uh, you know, Gerald is super talented, very talented guy. You know, a while back I thought he may have been on his way out. Um, but, you know, he's on a good run right now, and uh, he's beat some tough guys recently. You know, I mean, if you look at his record, you know, as of, as of I mean, even his, his record as a whole, you know, his whole career. But, uh, you know, recently he just beat Bruno Silva, choked him out. Lost a decision to Christoph Jocko. Um, and he beat Dustin Stolfis before that. Mahmoud Mordov, that's, that was a tough fight that nobody thought he was going to win. You know, Bartosz Fabinski. Um, you know, he's, he's fought all kinds of tough guys, you know, he's had some good wins and some bad losses, you know, but he's, he's fought a lot of tough competition. Let's just put it that way. But, um, so, uh, you know, he often has, he often has a, uh, you know, a rough start to his fights. He's not the fastest striker in the world. You know, his bread and butter is his jujitsu. Um, he has good grappling, good submissions. He's got 27 wins by submission on his record. Uh, he has good cardio. You know, he'll take over in the later rounds of his fights. Uh, you know, he's usually usually a big underdog. Uh, you know, he he does have very powerful, uh, you know, kicks from the southpaw stands, which he usually fights southpaw, you know. But, uh, you know, he will wait in, you know, uh, with his chin out there. So he doesn't have the best striking defense. But you know, although he may get rocked, he usually survives, at least lately. He has, you know, he hasn't been getting finished. Um, but some real big power punchers in the past have gave him some problem, you know. Uh, but I will say in his in his last fight, his head movement did look a lot, you know, improved um, as far as the striking goes. I think I think he does better when he's laying back and countering rather than pushing forward and trying to lead the dance. Um, you know, he'll need to use his grappling in this fight, I believe, because he's taking on a big, you know, a big power puncher and you know, body bags Pfeiffer over here. So uh, Joseph Pfeiffer is 26 years old. He is six two with a 75 inch reach. Uh, Mearshark's gonna have a two and a half inch reach advantage here. He's uh, ten and two and one and zero oh in the UFC. So, you know, Joe's a heavy hitter for sure. And it's crazy how he went from dropping a fight to Dustin Stolfitz on the Contender Series. I know it was an injury, but you know, to a to a three fight knockout win streak now. And uh, most of his wins are you know all quick finishes. Usually, barely gets into the second round. Uh, he has fast hands. He doesn't throw a ton of volume, but he makes them count. Um, he has, 
he has heavy calf kicks. He's got pretty good takedowns, pretty good wrestling. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of hype on him right now. So, you know, breaking it down, what questions do I have about about Piper? You know, um, maybe what does he look like in the third round? Uh, you know, how's the cardio going to hold up? He's killing he's killing these guys, but you know, they haven't been the best competition. You know, his first fight in the UFC was a pretty easy layup for him because, uh, you know, uh, and Amidovsky or whatever his name was, you know, he hasn't won a fight in the UFC, and he's been finished in his last three. So I'm not trying to take anything away from Joe here. You know, he barely took any damage. He got the knockout, so, I mean, it was a good performance. You know, just, just the opponent wasn't really up to par. But, you know, so Gerald's definitely fought the better competition. Uh, you know, he has better submissions. Joe has better striking and has the power advantage. You know, it's tough because every time I go against Gerald Mearshark, you know, he wins. And whenever I go, whenever I uh, go with him, you know, he, he loses. So it's it's kind of frustrating. You know, I, it's back and forth with me and him. I really want to pick Gerald here, honestly. And I'm probably going to be flip-flopping this fight on, you know, some of the big parlays I make or whatever. But, you know, um, I think I think Joe's got enough, you know, power to stop Mearshark. So I'm going to pick Joe. But if this fight goes over one and a half rounds, be watching the live odds, I'd say, uh, you know, Gerald could come on late and get a late submission. You know, if it goes past a round and a half or so, maybe maybe be looking for the for the live line on that one. Next up, we got Kevin Gaslam taking on Chris Curtis. So Kevin Gaslam is 31 years old. He's 5'9 with a 71 and a half inch reach. He's 17 and 8 and 11 and 8 in the UFC. You know, he's only won one of his last six fights. He's a smaller guy for the weight class, and, you know, he that used to benefit him a lot back in the day because he was faster than a lot of his opponents. You know, but it's just late into his career now, and he seemed to slow down a bit. Uh, you know, I'm a big Kevin Gaslam fan. You know, I've been watching him forever. Uh, I would like to see him get the win here. You know, his striking isn't horrible. He's pretty well-rounded. You know, I, I just think that the way Kevin fights will play to Curtis's strengths. You know, he's been in a lot of wars. He's taken a lot of damage in his career. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries in the past few years. So, you know, you don't really know what he's going to come in looking like in this fight. He's going to be taking on Chris Curtis, the action man, 35 years old, 5'10", with a 75-and-a-half-inch reach. You know, and these guys are both actually kind of small for the for the middleweight division. But uh, Chris Curtis is 30-9 and nine and 4-1 and one in the UFC. Now, Chris is a veteran of the sport. A lot of people that don't pay attention to other organizations out there may not have been familiar with Chris before he came to the UFC. Um, you know, but but he's came in. He's made a big splash. He had three knockouts. You know, he beat Joaquin Buckley his last time out, which I found very impressive. You know, he showed how good his chin is, and as well as you know the uh, you know there's a, a powerful guy like Buckley couldn't couldn't hurt him. You know, and you know, he also showed that his power was superior to a power you know the powerful guy uh, in Buckley. So that was a pretty impressive performance. You know, I honestly thought Buckley was going to get the win there. So, um, you know, if he has any downfalls, you know, it's that he doesn't throw a ton of volume. You know, he's more of a counter striker, you know. So, you know, like, uh, like uh, Jack Hermanson, you know, uh, made him made him follow him and come forward. You know, he can struggle with that. Uh, but I'm taking Chris Curtis to win this fight. I'm going to say uh, by, you know, round two KO. Next up, we got Steve Garcia. He's 30 years old, six foot tall with a 73 inch reach. 
He is 13 and 5 and 2 and 2 in the UFC. So he won his last fight against Chase Hooper, but uh, you know Chase can't strike whatsoever, and you know had no head movement. Chase is just strictly a jujitsu guy. He walked, went out there, and just ate every punch that Garcia threw. Um, before that, he got smoked by uh, Machate, and um, his other win against Charlie Ontiveros, you know, is a guy that never won a fight in the UFC. So you know his wins are over guys that aren't very good. But you know that being said, he's got good power and pretty good striking. Uh, you know, he throws, you know, real fast. He's pretty wild. You know, that's how he gets, you know, he gets caught by those snipers that are just, you know, countering and landing those good shots and puts them out like Machate did. Uh, you know, other than the Lewis Pena fight, we haven't really, you know, seen much of his ground game in the UFC. Uh, you know, Pena was able to outgrapple him and get the takedowns. So that seems to be the weak part of his game. And he's taking on Shylan Nordenbeke. He's 28 years old. He is 5'8 with a 69 inch reach. So, you know, Garcia's going to have like a four-inch reach advantage here. So, could suit, could help him a little bit. Uh, Shylan's 39-10 and 3-1 and and in the UFC. So, his last fight was uh, that weird fight with Derek Minner. You know, uh, but to be fair, regardless of injuries, I think he was going to win that fight anyway. Um, you know, all that crazy stuff with James Krause happened. But, you know, he seems to have a really, uh, he seems to have really turned a corner. You know, um, like the Brown, the TJ Brown fight showed us that. He looked really good there. He's a powerful guy. He's short and stocky. Um, he's going to be at a, like I said, four-inch reach disadvantage here. He does have pretty heavy hands, but, you know, he really he really thrives using his grappling and his takedowns. Um, you know, he's so powerful that he can just, you know, get, get guys down pretty easily, which I think is what's gonna what he's going to do here. I think Garcia is going to rush in, throw wild, and get taken down and, you know, dominated for three rounds. Um, or that, or he'll catch Garcia running in and, and finish him. So I'm taking Shyland to win by... Uh, by finish, um, let's say round two, finish, knockout. So next up is the fight that uh, I've been wondering about because I read somewhere that that uh, Nicholas Mata was out of this fight. But it's popped back up on here, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, he's taking on uh, Ignacio Bahamondes. He is six foot three. 25 years old with a 75 and a half inch reach. He's 13 and four and two and one in the UFC. Uh, so I'm really high on this kid. I really like his striking. You know, he's got beautiful Muay Thai. He's really tall and rangy for the weight class. Uh, you know, he, he he's really fast. He uses his jab really well. You know, really hard kicks to all levels, head, body, legs. Um, he counters really well. Fights from both stances well. He switches back and forth a lot, which is which is always good. You know, throws guys off, makes him you know gives him more openings to take advantage of. Um, he pressures guys, throws a tons of volume. Um, he goes to the body with his punches. He's got decent enough takedown defense. Um, you know what else? He um, you know he does <clears throat> he does very well mixing up his shots. He will uh, you know he'll throw the right hand straight down the middle and follow it up with a left jab. Kind of catches people, you know, off guard. He he was doing that to Roosevelt Roberts, you know, throughout that whole fight. You know, but he's very technical. He's got pretty good head movement. Um, you know, I love that spinning wheel kick that he knocked out Roosevelt Roberts with. Uh, you know, he'll throw a high kick, and when it comes over, when he misses with it, and it comes over, he will come back around with the wheel kick, which you know sometimes guys aren't expecting that or aren't prepared for that. So it, you know, it could catch guys off guard there as well. Um, you know, he'll have a five inch reach advantage here. You know, he's got. He's got a pretty good submission game as well. He's got a win by submission in his last fight. You know, um, 
His dad was a pro kickboxer. He's been doing this since he was you know at a young age. Uh, he's got nine wins by knockout on his record. You know, I'm really high on this guy, and I've been waiting for him to fight for a while. It's been a while since we've seen him. And he's going to be taking on Nicholas Mata. He is 30 years old, 5'9", with a 70-and-a-half-inch reach. Um, he's 13-4 and four and 1-1 one and one in the UFC. So Mata is pretty good. He had a lot of hype on him coming into the UFC, and it was kind of crushed by Jim Miller when Jim knocked him out. Um, Oman was expecting that. Um, he's got good boxing. He's a hard hitter. Um, he's got good calf kicks. He's coming off a knockout win over Cameron Van Camp. You know, I think Cameron's cut from the UFC now, but you know, Cameron was also a tall guy for the weight class like Ignacio, but he's nowhere near as talented of a striker as Ignacio. Uh, you know, Cameron was leaving his chin right up in the air, you know, to get hit, backing away with his hands down. You know, you're not going to see Ignacio making mistakes like that. Um, I think Mata is, you know, a good, talented guy, but I think Ignacio will have the striking advantage here. You know, I think he'll use his kicks to keep Mata back and use his, you know, his reach advantage. Uh, I'm picking... Uh, Ignacio Bahamondes to win by uh, by late knockout. Because um, Mata's been knocked out three times in his career already. So that's the way I'm going to be going with that. Hopefully this fight doesn't drop off. I got to... Uh, let me make sure that... Let me make sure that my bet's still on here. Because, yeah, the fight's still up. Yeah, I got to play on Bahamondes in this spot. I'll go over it with you at the end of the, the end of this. Uh, Next up, we got Michelle Watterson Gomez taking on Luna Pinheiro. And Michelle uh, Michelle Gomez is 37 years old. She's 5'3 with a 62-inch reach. She's 18 and 10 and 6 and 6 in the UFC. Uh, so she's, you know, she's a good-looking woman. I think that's why the UFC are keeping her around, giving her, <laughs> giving her all these shots. You know, she's only won one of her last five fights. Um, she has a karate background. You know, one thing I noticed looking at her career in the UFC, you know, she hasn't really beat anybody that that's you know that jumps out at me as being you know really good top of the line. You know, other than like Angela Hill, and that was a really close fight that that she could have lost. I'm an Angela Hill fan, so in my mind she lost. You know, but uh, but to be fair, you know, all her losses are against some of the best people in the division. So you know, it's 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 whatever. There's two sides of that coin. You know, um, so. She has fought the way better competition of these two, and uh, we haven't seen much of her opponent to really know if her opponent has the advantage anywhere. But uh, I would say her opponent might have the, uh, you know, the judo advantage for sure from what we've seen. But so she's going to be taking on Luana Pinero. She is 29 years old, 5'4", with a 62-inch reach. You know, their reach is dead even. Uh, she's 10-1 and and 2-0 and in the UFC. Um you know, this is a big jump up in competition for her. She's got a judo background. Her first win in the UFC was stopped because her opponent hit her with an illegal upkick. Uh, so, you know, not really a win, but she was dominantly winning that fight. So, you know, whatever. She was probably going to win anyway. And, uh, you know, her next win was over Sam Hughes. So not really anything impressive there. But uh, she has looked good on the regional scene. You know, she has good judo throws, good takedowns. She throws very wild at times with her striking. Uh you know, she's pretty talented, fast hands. Uh, I've been telling myself, like I said, just to bet the women's underdogs, but uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what I do. I, st- I tend to always get those get those wrongs, <laughs> all the women's fights wrong. But, uh, you know, it just drives me crazy because those just, uh, I want to pick pick all these cards perfect, and it's usually the women's fights that throw me off. And 
I could study these fights so hard and, and just know and still, you know, still I end up getting it wrong. But, you know, so this has the recipe for, you know, that for some of the other fights, you know, that we've seen lately that, you know, she has a girl comes in with a good record, you know, but not against the best of competition, comes in against a UFC veteran, you know, and, and the new girl's a big favorite. But, uh, you know, and then the veteran schools them, you know, whatever. But I'm going to be taking Pinero. I think, she, you know, I think her grappling will prevail here. I think she'll be getting the takedowns and, and a lot of control time. And she'll win that way. Next up, we got Cynthia Calvillo taking on Lupita Godinez. Cynthia Calvillo is 35 years old, 5'4", with a 64-inch reach. Uh, she's nine five and one and six and five in the UFC. Uh, she's been around a long time. You know, she has a couple of good wins on her record. You know, she's on a bad run, bad run right now. Um, she's lost four in a row, uh, but she's been taking on you know some of the best competition in the division. You know, her record doesn't really do her justice. Honestly, it's kind of like Angela Hill. She got a lot of losses on her record, but she's got a lot of split decisions against very tough competition. Uh, you know, it's, let's look at some of the competition she's fought real quick. Yeah, I guess the Nina Nunez fight wasn't such a good look, but she fought Andrea Lee, Jessica Andras, you know, Caitlin Chukagian, Jessica I, uh, Courtney Casey, Carla Esparza, Joanne Wood, back when Joanne Wood was on top of the division, got a win over, you know, Gillian Robinson. Uh, Montana De La Rosa. These are all pretty good fighters. You know, she's had some, she had some good wins. Uh, so, <clears throat> now this is going to be your second run at strawweight, I believe. Uh, you know, it's never a good look to see a veteran going back down a weight class late in their career. But, you know, she will be the bigger girl. She have the height and reach advantage, you know, here. Uh, she'll have a three-inch reach advantage gonna be two inches taller she's coming down from a you know another weight class so she's gonna be the bigger girl um so we'll see how it plays out how it goes for her. um and she's taking on lupina godinez she is 29 years old 5'2 with a 61 inch reach she's eight and three and three and three in the ufc so she is talented a lot of people are high on her um her best win was over loma Lukbumi. um you know, she's, she's lost some fights to some greasy veterans. Uh, you know, Angie, Angie Hill uh, put a beating on her last time out. And, uh, you know, Godinez was a big favorite in that spot. Um, but she also missed weight by three pounds last time out, so keep an eye on that. You know, if she has trouble making weight, you know, definitely lean more towards Calvillo, even if you're, even if you're uh, already going, you know, with Calvillo. But, you know, she's pretty well-rounded. Uh, you know, basically, here's the deal. I'm going to – I want to pick Calvillo here. Uh, but I'm gonna watch the weigh-ins. You know, if Calvillo struggles with the weight, you know, I'll switch my pick. But you know, I think a veteran like Calvillo, the bigger girl, can cause Godinez some problems here. Uh, you know, and upset the upset the big odds. I'm sure Godinez is gonna be a big favorite. You know, but I'm gonna take Calvillo to win by decision, unless she has trouble making the weight, <laughs> and then Godinez might have trouble making the weight as well. So maybe you just have two worn-out girls in the third round. So next up, we got Kevin Holland taking on Santiago Ponzinibbio. Kevin Holland is 30 years old, 6'3", with an 81-inch reach. He is 23-9 and 10-6 and in the UFC. 
So I'm a I'm a I'm a Holland fan. You know, he's fighting out of Fort Worth, Texas. I got to be a Holland fan. Uh, you know, uh, he train he trains at uh, Travis Luter MMA. I know right where that's at. You know, he he had a decent run at middleweight. Um, you know, eventually struggled with the wrestling. You know, since he was kind of undersized for the weight class. Uh, you know, he then he dropped down to welterweight. You know, and his takedown defense has looked a lot better since then, except for the Chimaev fight. But Chimaev takes everybody down, so no shame there. Um, you know, he's a good striker. He's long, rangy for the weight class. Uh, he's got pretty good power. You know, honestly, he should uh, he should have used some uh, some grappling in his last fight because you know nobody should try and have a striking match with Wonder Boy. Uh, you know, you're not going to win. Uh, he has 12 KOs on his record. He has a uh, pretty good jujitsu as well. Uh, you know, not the best takedowns, but you know he can't he can't use jujitsu well when it's when it's on the ground. Um, I have been a little worried about his mindset, you know, because uh, he's been talking about retirement a couple times, you know, after the Chamaya fight, and I think even after the Wonder Boy fight, he had mentioned it. Uh, but this fight will be more his style of fight, you know. Santiago likes to strike, and I think this is a winnable fight for Holland for sure. He's going to be taking on Ponzinibbio. He is thirty six years old, six foot tall, with a seventy three inch reach. Uh, he's 29 and 6 and 11 and 5 in the UFC. Santiago's a good striker. He's well rounded. Um, you know, he has good calf kicks. He has big power. Um, we saw that in his last fight, you know, which, you know, his last fight worried me because he was losing that fight badly to Alex Morono before he got a KO, you know, in the third round. And uh, that's what worries me. You know, the, the Ponzinibbio of old would crush Morono for sure. And he just hasn't quite looked the same since all that, that timeout he had a few years back. You know, he came back and immediately got. KO'd by, you know, the leech, and, you know, he, he, if he tried to use his takedowns in this fight, he might have a better chance against Holland, you know, Holland's gonna have an eight-inch reach advantage here, um, I think Holland will fight long and outstrike Santiago and, and win a decision, but he could get a knockout, so, I want to pick Kevin Holland by a decision to get the win here, but I don't like the, uh, crazy high odds on it, I think it should be a little bit closer than what it is. Next up, we got Raul Rosas Jr. taking on Christian Rodriguez. Uh, Raul Rosas Jr. is 18 years old, 5'9", with a 67-inch reach. He's 7-0, and he is 1-0 in the UFC. Um, you know, he's a young kid. He's got a lot of hype right now. He's a pretty skilled grappler. He's got good submissions. Um, I kind of, sometimes I feel like it's kind of all being blown out of proportion. You know, he's looked really good, but hasn't really fought anybody good. Uh you know, Jay Perrin is 0-3 in the UFC, so take that with, for what you will. Uh, you know, I'm not downplaying his skills. He does have really good jiu-jitsu and pretty good grappling, good takedowns. Um, I just want to see more before I totally ride the, you know, the hype train and the big numbers on the odds and all that stuff. Uh, you know, but, you know, he must have a pretty strong grip because re-watching that Perrin fight, you know, the choke wasn't even under the chin, so I'd, I'm, I'm confused as to whether, you know, he's got a super gr you know, strong grip or if, if Perrin just gave up, you know, um, whatever. But he's going to be taking on Christian Rodriguez. He is 25 years old, 5'7", with a 71-inch reach. He's 8-1 and 1-1 and one and one in the UFC. Um, this is a guy that had a good bit of hype as well whenever he came in. Uh, he's made, he made his debut up a weight class against Jonathan Pierce, uh, which he didn't really get destroyed in that fight. You know, he was a little undersized, you know, got out-muscled. He looked really good in his next fight and won by Anaconda Choke. You know, of course... That opponent wasn't, you know, all that good either. It was another guy making his UFC debut, so, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, he has good striking. I think he'll have the striking advantage in this fight, and he's going to have a four-inch reach advantage. 
You know, I think Roses will have the better jujitsu, and uh, I'm kind of torn on this fight. You know, because like everything tells me, I should you know it should be easy, and I should just agree with everyone and say Roses by sub. But uh, you know, I honestly want to pick Rodriguez, and I don't really know know why. I mean, I I'm kind of just leaning towards Rodriguez, but you know. Maybe maybe y'all should not not go with my pick on this one and and go with the Rosa's submission route, but for some reason I want to pick Christian Rodriguez, so I'm I'm gonna pick him. Something in my gut's telling me to pick him, so I'm going to. I'll probably get proved wrong, and you know if he wins this fight, Christian Rodriguez is a lot better fighter than Jay Perrin. You know if Raul uh, wins this fight, then then I'll then I'll jump on him with everybody else, I guess. But kind of torn on it, man. Um, I could definitely see the route, you know, that he gets the submission, you know, that he could win this fight. Um, for some reason, my gut just wants me to pick Christian Rodriguez, so I'm going to pick him. Next up, we got Rob Font taking on Adrian Yanez. I've been looking forward to this fight for a while. I talked about it, you know, a few months back when I first started the channel. So, Rob Font is 35 years old. He is 5'8 with a 71 and a half inch reach. Uh, he's 19 and six and nine and five in the UFC. You know, so Rob's been around a while. You know, he's fought all the top guys in the division. You know, he's got really slick boxing, pretty good takedown defense. Uh, you know, throws out a lot of volume. Um, he's taking taking quite a bit of damage. You know, in his last two fights, especially the Marlon Vera fight. Uh, you know, he did land the numbers, but he just got dropped and busted up in every round badly. You know, um, but he's had a year off, so plenty of recovery time. You know, I think I think he'll put out the more volume in this fight, you know, uh, more so than Yanez. Uh, but he would be smart to try and mix in some grappling in this match. You know, he'll he will have a uh, what we got an inch and a half reach advantage, so maybe he can use that to his advantage. Uh, one thing to watch out for: he did you know miss weight in his last fight, so maybe he's starting to have trouble with the weight cuts. So keep an eye on that uh, if you're on Rob Font. Um, and he's taking on Adrian Yanez. He is 29 years old, five seven with a 70 inch reach. He is sixteen and three, and five and zero in the UFC. And uh, you know, Yanez has looked looked great. You know, um, he's on a roll right now. You know, great boxing, good power. Um, he'll definitely have the power advantage here. You know, throws really hard leg kicks. Um, he hasn't fought all you know a whole ton of best you know comp competition like Rob has, but you know, he's won in dominant fashion. Uh, you know, he has he has really good defense. He counters well. Um, he throws really hard body shots. Something. Something I think he could use in this spot. I think that would benefit him well in this spot. Um, got real fast combinations. Uh, you know, he hits he hits hard. You know, every punch he landed was hurting Tony Kelly in that fight, in his last fight out. And, you know, it was really cool watching him win by KO at home, you know, with the whole crowd screaming for him. And uh, I'm picking Giannis here. I think he's going to win the more meaningful shots and do more damage. Uh, I'm going to take him to win by decision just because – you know, if, if Vera could could do that to Rob and not put him away, then, you know, maybe Yanez can't either. But I would be I'm, – I'm rooting for Yanez for sure and uh, hope he gets a knockout, but I'm going to pick him to win by decision. Next up, we got Gilbert Burns taking on Jorge Masvidal. Gilbert Burns is – excuse me a second, grab some water. Gilbert Burns is 36 years old, 5'10 with a 71 inch reach. He's 21 and 5 and 14 and 5 in the UFC. And uh, you know, Gilbert's a man right now. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, you know, I, I thought the Chamaya fight could have gone his way. It was way closer than anybody thought it would be. You know, he's an amazing grappler. He's got real good jujitsu. You know, he hits like a truck. He's 
got a really big left hand. Um, you know, he hurts guys. You know, he hurts guys with that shot. You know, he uh, he rocked Chimaev a bunch of times in that fight. And, uh, you know, his last time out, excuse me, his last time out, he destroyed Neil Magny. You know, like, he made Neil look like he didn't even belong. Uh, you know, he'll be at a three-inch reach disadvantage here, something something he's probably used to. He's kind of a shorter guy for the division, too. Um, you know, he's looked in the best shape of his life recently. He uses his jab well. He doubles it up. Um, you know, he'll get the, he'll get the body lock and just straight lift guys and, and put them down with ease. Uh, you know, he took no, no damage in his last, his last fight. So, you know, he's got, got super good shoulder pressure, you know, from the top position. He keeps that guys down very well. You know, if he gets down, gets you down, you're in trouble for sure. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy, you know, I'm a big Gilbert fan now. At first I wasn't very high on him, but, you know, seeing his last, you know, his last little run he's been on, you know, where he beat Tyron Woodley and. Of course, he lost to Kamaru Usman, but Kamaru Usman was the man, right? You know, at that time, beat Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. You know, he's been on a good run, man. I don't care what anybody says. I think this guy's really good, and uh, you know, he definitely deserves to be in the top of the division. And he's gonna be taking on Jorge Masvidal. He is thirty-eight years old. I didn't realize he was older than Gilbert. Now, uh, guess I always thought he was younger. Uh, thirty-eight years old, five eleven with a seventy-four inch reach. He's thirty-five and sixteen. And he's twelve and nine in the UFC. And uh, you know, I'll be honest, I've never really been that big of a Masvidal fan. I, I never really understood how he really even, you know, got the title shot. With you know, I guess he had a couple good wins, but I think it was mostly that that flying knee KO that he got that really pushed him to the top of the division. You know, he's a really good striker. He's powerful. Um, you know, just the thing that I'm looking at. You know, he hasn't won a fight since 2019. You know, but he has been fighting at the top of the division and. Uh, He's got pretty good takedown defense, you know. Tomorrow, I don't think tomorrow got him down uh, very much in their fight, but I think Kobe did. Um, you know, he's well rounded, but you know, I just haven't liked what I've seen out of him in his last three fights. And you know, I definitely got to go with Burns. I hope I hope Burns get you know knocks him out. Um, I think Burns is the better grappler and has better submissions, but uh, you know, Masvidal hasn't been submitted in the UFC, so you know, I'm gonna say Burns wins by decision. Uh, if Comzat can't take out Burns. I don't think Masvidal can either. Um, I think you know. I think Gilbert can can pressure him up against the cage and and try to get the takedowns. And if he and if he gets the takedowns, you know, Jorge's in trouble. And uh, I think he'll wear on Jorge and you know tire him out with the grappling and the pressure and you know maybe beat up on him late. But I, I expect Gilbert to use his grappling to to win this fight. And next up, we got the main event. Alex Pereira taking on Israel Adesanya, two or four, however you want to look at it. <laughs> so Alex Pereira is 35 years old, 6'4", with an 80-inch reach. He's 7-1 and one and 4-0 and oh in the UFC. And, you know, that's crazy. 4-0 and, oh and he's he's a champion. And overall, he's only 7-1 and one and he's a champion. So, but he, he you know, he's... He's deserving of it. So, yeah, Alex is a great striker. He's got, you know, he's got the power advantage here, I think. And, uh, you know, if you go back and watch a lot of his kickboxing fights, you know, he's really good. You know, he's an amazing striker, you know. And, uh, you know, this is tough, man, because, you know, I think Alex is going to come in being more confident than ever. You know, he's got another win over Adesanya. You know, he's going to be even even better than he, we've seen him. You know, his takedown defense will be better, stuff like that. But, you know, this is a lot like the Edwards and, uh, you know, Usman 3 fight, you know. Um, 
you know, I'm, you know, everybody thought Leon got the the lucky knockout, and um, you know, and then you know the next fight, you know, played out pretty closely, and and Edwards was able to get the win. So you just never know if that's going to happen again here, you know, because like you know, Izzy was winning that fight, you know, um, you know, Izzy is uh 33 years old, six four with an 80 inch reach. Their reach is exactly the same. Um, he's 23 and two and 12 and two in the UFC. And, you know, I, I used to be, I guess I kind of flip flop back and forth on Adesanya cause I was really high on him and a big fan of his when he first came in, you know, up to his title, you know, title, uh, win. And then, and then he started putting on those, you know, boring fights where he was just kind of staying to the outside and leg kicking guys. And it was just, wasn't a very exciting fight. So I guess I kind of got burnt out on him and, and, you know, became less of a fan and, but, you know, in, in the last fight, he really came out there and was putting it on, you know, Pereira, you know, in the beginning of the fight. And I do respect him a lot. And he's definitely earned his title and he defended it. You know, he's an amazing striker as well. You know, he was winning the last fight. Uh, he was able to get some takedowns. He landed the volume. He rocked Alex a few times. I had money on Alex, you know, and, and I thought all was lost. Um, Like I said, you know, I know Alex is going to come in more confident than ever. Um. Really struggling with the pick on this one because it's hard for me to turn down Alex Pereira with plus money. You know, um, I haven't really totally decided on, you know, uh, let me look at the line again real quick. See what they're at right now. But Alex Pereira is a plus 120 and you get a pretty good price on Izzy as well. So... I don't want to go with Alex Pereira again. He did me good the first time, but man, I <laughs> hard one for me. I've been struggling with this one for two weeks. I still haven't really been able to make a decision on it. Uh, I'm going to pick Izzy, man. <laughs> I'm going to pick him to get his title back. See if he, I bet he comes out and uses the takedowns again, too, and gets a couple rounds. And but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Alex Pereira wins. Um, I'm going to pick Izzy to get the win. I think he's going to come out aggressive and uh, really try to get his belt back, try to get the knockout. You know, he hurt Pereira in the first round of their first fight, so. I'm going to pick him to get the win. But uh, like I've been known to do, I might put like, you know, 100 bucks on Pereira just because it's plus money, even though I picked <laughs> Adesanya to win. But uh, so that's all my picks for this card. And as far as bets go, uh, so one, I got a big play on Ignacio Bahamondes. Uh, well, not a big play, a two-unit. Two-unit play, and I got him at a, what did I get him at? I got him pretty early on, uh, like a minus minus two ten is what it was. So a two unit play on him. Um, then I have a play on Chris Curtis, one unit at a minus one fifteen. So it's pretty close to a pick him on that one. Um, got a play on Adrian Yanez, uh, two units on him. And uh, I had a two-man parlay. Let me find it. Oh, I got a two-man parlay with uh, Shailen Nordebeke and Gilbert Burns. 
and I caught it pretty early on. The lines are pretty high on them now, but um, you know I got it down to you know a minus a minus one eighteen on the parlay. So I got a uh, got a unit on that one as well. And that's as far as right now. That's all I got. I've been considering some other spots. For some reason, I'm really considering a play on Barnett because he's an underdog. <laughs> but uh, keep in mind, though, I don't. I, I did hear some things about this Bahamundas fight that it was going to go away. So I don't know, but it's popped back up. So maybe maybe it will go through and maybe they'll compete. Um, also, kind of considering something on Kevin Holland, maybe Kevin Holland by knockout or. Let me see what the line is on that real quick. Holland. Oh, they don't have it up yet on this website. I have to go check my other books. But, um, yeah, man, I, uh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the support. Um, getting up to close to 130 subscribers. Please like and subscribe. And, uh, I'm available on Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, uh, Pandora, iTunes, all that stuff. And as always, don't forget to check out uh, Chris Lytle's podcast, Lights Out Podcast. I don't get paid to do this. I just like the show, and I want other people to like it too. And don't forget to check out the interview I did with him. It's on my channel. It's pretty interesting. He's a legend. And I uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Uh look forward to hearing from some of you guys in the comments and stuff. And uh, if you want to find my... Uh, my Instagram, it's highkick underscore fight picks. You can see all my picks on there and all my bets on there. And if I add any bets after my video, they will be on there and you'll be able to see them on there. Um, but yeah, that's it for me, guys. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. Have a good one.